The year is 1518, Strasbourg, France. There's been a strange epidemic lately going amongst the folk, so that many in their madness begin dancing, which they kept up day and night without interruption until they fell unconscious. Many have died from it. Hello and welcome to the Hoke Poke Pod, the show where we explore the strange and unusual. Really? We're just two idiots poking things we don't understand. So join us as we dare to ask the questions that nobody wants answered. Such as, how long does it take for you to dance till you drop? Can claiming possession help you get out of a speeding ticket? And is bread mould to blame for all your ailments? I'm Erica. And I'm Emily. Let's boogie. Oh! Ah! <laughs> that took me a second. <laughs> The Dancing Plague. The Dancing Plague. I want to hear all about this plague because I have heard lots of tidbits about it. I have read lots of other plagues (laughs) that are non-virus related. (laughs) But this one particularly tickled our fancy, I think. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. I feel like it's one of those things you've like, oh, everyone's like heard of it. But actually to know the story. Yeah, do you know the story? Well... Here's the you story. Yeah. <laughs> so it's as we as we stated at the beginning, it started in, in France, what is now France in 1518, uh, a little town called Strasbourg, uh, which we have been to. We have been there, yes. Strasbourg. Beautiful yep. church. And basically, one day, this woman named uh, Frau Trophie. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you got to do my pronunciation. <laughs> Frau Trophie. <laughs> Named Frau Trophia went out into the street and started to dance. Mm, as you um, do. As you do. But it was a little bit unusual because she wasn't, like, enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was dancing, but she was sort of not. It wasn't, like, happy dancing. It was like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> so I'm, just, I mean? I'm just imagining the scenes. <laughs> dancing. I'm sort of doing some arm motions that I think will relate in my voice. Um she started to dance and she wasn't thrilled about it um, because she couldn't stop dancing. She was compelled to dance sort of angrily. I don't know if it looked ang- I don't know what the kind of dancing it was, sort of like a thrashing, I'm going to assume. <laughs> but she was dancing and she couldn't stop and basically she danced and danced and danced for like a full day and a bit until she Far physically out. couldn't like move anymore and she fell unconscious oh my god and she slept for a long time oh you would yeah woke up and kept dancing my again. god and then someone else joined her Same who thing. is running the zumba Dance class in the <laughs> and then until they couldn't and then stopped dropped woke up again kept dancing and by sort of the end of the week over 30 people had joined in this dance so like a flash mob, but really yeah. not organised at all. Yeah, so like a flash mob, and accidental. but not organised and slower <laughs> and, yeah. So, so not really like a Not flash enjoyed. Mob <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you can make that argument for flash mobs. Um, <laughs> you know, I was part of a flash mob once. It was a dark time in my past. A da- well, we'll hit that later. <laughs> hit okay. That later. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, and so basically this – after a week, we had 30 different people in this town, mm-hmm. the small town, dancing um, to the detriment. Like people were having injuries, their feet were bleeding, they were like physically exhausted, hurting, and they just kept dancing, couldn't stop. 
So obviously all the townspeople were like, hey, what do we do about this? Yeah. 1500s, naturally. Hey, is it demons? Is it the devil? Oh, yep. Uh, yep. As you do. Yeah. And so they all prayed to St. Vitus, who was like the saint of like dancing, who apparently could curse people with dancing. I came across that as well. Yeah. It was so, about spirits that can curse people to dance. I, lo- I love it. Anyway, they prayed to him and it didn't really <laughs> just, help. It didn't do just anything. call me cursed, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your impression of the demon? <laughs> beautiful beautiful thank you um it didn't help so they they called in like the head of the town like the doctors no one could really figure out what was happening but they thought one way to maybe help was to actually kind of like i guess like contextualize the dancing Mm. so they actually built like a dance hall (laughs) and they brought musicians out and i would read one report that said they hired (laughs) professional dancers to like join in and, like, help, like, dance with the people dancing? I guess to, like, I, I'm not 100% <laughs> sure what the motivation was on this one. They were setting the scene. But they were kind of hoping that that would help. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what were they hoping? What people would just go, oh, people I'm in a disco just, now, I'm just going to stop. What, like, yeah, I, I, I really, I, that one really flummoxes me. I'm not sure. But it didn't work because for over two months... Um, people kept dancing until eventually they reckon about 400 people what? in this town were struck struck by this dancing plague. Wow, were um were cursed by were this cursed. this saint. Um, and many of them died of like you know like, heart attack, stroke from dancing too much, exhaustion, dehydration. Yeah, because yeah. I'm assuming they weren't eating. Were they just going to the toilet on the floor? I, I mean, I guess what a mess. So. they were just they Ooh. were just dancing, and it was this really obviously alarming case of sort of mass dancing, involuntary dancing. The people who were afflicted didn't sort of express a love for what they were doing. <laughs> um, and then after about two months, it just stopped for no reason. No. Just like it started. Yeah, just like no it started. reason that it stopped. It just stopped. That. Is crazy, and it's not the only dancing plague case that I came across. It, well, this is the thing; it's certainly the most famous. Yeah, but yeah. There was this in the in the medieval period, particularly this enormous sort of cluster of dancing plague. There's been some really odd things, and what I came across is is one of the uh, one of the terms that is so commonly attributed to the dancing plague is mass hysteria. Yeah, which, which you can kind of see why. I, yeah, I can yeah. see why. A lot of people doing getting jiggy on the dance floor altogether <laughs> against their will, I suppose. And I guess if we want to do a textbook definition, as I often do, haha, mass hysteria <laughs> describes a near panic situation where a group of people develop similar and contagious hysterical symptoms without an apparent cause or in response to an imaginary or actual threat. So in this case, I guess maybe they thought they were cursed by the dance demon. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, by definition, sure, it, that does tick the box of mass hysteria. Yeah, it does, and it's you know it begins when people start showing symptoms such as uncontrollable movements, uncontrollable emotional outbursts. You can also split it into two categories. So the first one is anxiety hysteria, okay. which is triggered by something people deem to be dangerous to their health, which can be like a smell, 
I don't know why smell was used as a an example. scary sound. Yeah, a yeah. scary sound. And they display symptoms such as headaches, dizziness, nausea, stuff like that. Mm. The second is motor hysteria, which is probably the one that's Physical, related yeah. to this, with those that experience it developing twitching, shaking, convulsions, and in general symptoms that affect their motor skills. And these are the cases where people claim to have seen paranormal beings or claim to have been possessed. So what might be good is for comparison, mm -hmm. according to scriptures, when people are when someone is possessed by a demon, so they exhibit the following symptoms so uh -huh. for comparison. So they get a new personality. Okay. So yeah. I'm not sure if that aligns. <laughs> just to just to like place this on like a contextual pool. Mm -hmm. We're checklisting mass hysteria symptoms against Biblical demonic possession symptoms. Yep, and seeing if they align. Yep. Okay, I love it. Cover there we go. Bases. I'm glad you're on board. Nice to have you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, demonically possessed people cannot control themselves. Tick, tick. Yep. They get a different voice. I don't, no, I that's don't know. not really been recorded. No. It's, well, I guess in the 1500s they didn't have. I didn't mean like physically recorded. I mean like like. <laughs> Like, a lot of these dancing plagues are pretty heavily, like, actually sort of witnessed and written about. Yes. Um, and no one... No one's yeah. ever mentioned that people's voices have changed. Yeah. They were making strange sounds. Possessed people can also get supernatural knowledge. So, who knows? No. That's a bit of a vague oh, one. Oh. We're, like, one out of four at the moment. <laughs> the next one is they can get new abilities, such as superhuman strength. So, maybe someone who couldn't dance... Is now suddenly able to dance. <laughs> yes, that is, I guess, an ability. But I mean, also just like the, the freak stamina required to dance for like days on end. That is superhuman strength, That's not just the moves. Not just the <laughs> <basic> moves. <laughs> <laughs> Who's choreographing this? <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, so these are the mass hysteria kind of categories and. There have been, yeah, recorded throughout the Middle Ages, but also 20 and 21st century. Oh, I don't um, know any dancing plagues in the 21st century. Oh, I don't think in the 21st century, uh -huh. but we're getting there. Okay, okay. A lot of the mass hysteria yes. kind of epidemics, not really, are just kind of within schools. Unfortunately, a lot of them are attributed to young women. We, yeah, it becomes which, very sexist very quickly. Which, and I mean, I think also there's a, there's a sort of interesting overlay there between our understanding of hysteria as yeah. a concept, which, you know, is very outdated and is not sort of a, a recognised medical thing anymore Though. because it was largely attributed to, to women. It is. What are pro probably nervous breakdowns. And do you, do you know why that is, that that word was It was masturbation, wasn't it? No. Oh. <laughs> I love where you went with that. I was it's, thinking of like, you know, how they would treat hysteria by encouraging women to masturbate. Oh. Yeah, that's a whole separate thing though. Okay, I separate just, I episode. Just to, like, I didn't just want to like say masturbation in the middle of the podcast and not give it any context. Self-love. I feel like I needed to like just shoehorn that in a little bit so I didn't sound like a crazy person. Well, okay, well, you're not too far because we're getting into the real nitty gritty here. Okay. But hysteria. <laughs> Please don't say nitty gritty right I'm next to masturbation. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Erica's leaving now. Door slam. <laughs> hysteria is derived from the Greek word for uterus, 
So in ancient times, I know, roll eyes, people believed that hysteria occurred because a woman's womb was moving about in the body. Roaming around. Roaming around. And by the 18th century, it was considered a nervous system disorder. Yes. So, yes, you were not far off the mark. Yes, and, and I think it is interesting that a lot of these mass hysteria cases are centralised around young women. Yeah. And we will touch on a few of those. Yes. But I think, I think what's particularly interesting about the dancing plague mm. was that it wasn't. I know. It started with a woman. It's so true. But it, it was men, it was women, it was all sorts of different uh, ages, people in this village. Yeah. Um, yep. And it, so at the time... Obviously, they thought maybe it was demons, maybe it was the saint mm-hmm. cursing them, maybe it was uh, – one of the theories was that it was hot blood. Hot blood. Yeah, your blood was too hot. Probably from dancing. Did anyone think of that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, you gotta we're, stop. Talking, we're talking about humours and, and, you know, blood was sort of – if there's something wrong with you, it's probably because your blood's wrong. Right. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then and then it was kind of just determined that we it was we don't have an answer, and to this day we still don't. We don't really like we mm. apply, I guess, the term mass hysteria, but that doesn't really that is like a word explaining yeah what happened. It doesn't really explain why it happened. No, it doesn't. Mm. Like there's been and there's actual like PhD. This theses, yeah, is that the plural Theses. of that word. I went to uni. Theses, theses, but there's so many, and I was like, ah, no, nah, I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Like it's 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 pretty much unsolved. I guess is kind of the mm. a- and there were yes, there there were other dancing plagues. There were so and yep, also mixed gender. Some of these are really odd, like just the way that they came about. Quite entertaining if they're real. <laughs> To us, not to the people who are in them. Sorry okay, for their true. loss. So the first one that I found was Christmas, the year 1021. Yeah. Long time ago, 18 people were cursed to dance for an entire year by an enraged priest as punishment wow. for not performing mass. Oh, I've heard of this. I have not heard this priest angle it's, before. Yeah, a really angry priest. And so they did. They danced until the following Christmas and then collapsed and some of them never woke up again. They danced for a whole year. They danced for a whole year, supposedly 18 people. Wow, because I, I heard that there was that dancing plague at Christmas that, that interrupted Christmas mass. I hadn't heard it one for a whole year, though. That's a shockingly long amount. That, that is. It almost sounds maybe made up. Almost, <laughs> almost an unbelievable <laughs> amount of time. Like the, the Strasbourg dancing plague went for two months. Yeah. A year is a lot. A year? Because, like, how do you eat? Do you just, like, I don't know, dance and <laughs> eat pasta? Like, I don't know. Wait, why pasta? Uh, that's the first food I could think of. <laughs> All right, next up, in the year 1247, or is it 1240? How do you even say that? Yeah, In Germany. Mm. So I feel like a lot of these places are quite... A lot of these happen in Germany. And and they're quite close together, like they're around the Europe region. Mm. It was said that 200 people danced on a bridge over the Moselle River until it collapsed and then they drowned. I don't know if they were like, they drowned because they were dancing in the water or like... No, I think they drowned because the bridge... Fell, fell into the river and they were on the bridge and I just the big <laughs> catastrophe you know there's rocks and water and splinters and wood yeah and- yeah so I'm surprised that no one made it out of that at I all I think some did yeah okay 
It said drowning them all. But again, this source is... Yeah, I'm not going to you because I've read a few of these stories and they, they, uh, some details are different. Well, that's what this podcast is for. <laughs> Just spewing incorrect information. <laughs> Mass hysteria. We want to start our own dancing plague. <laughs> In the 1300s, it was told that a collection of hallucinating dancers hopped and leapt for as long as six months. And some died after, like, breaking their bones for hopping for so long. Yeah, hopping. Yeah. Like, not dancing, just, like, hopping on feet. There were, like, artworks made of these dancing plagues, like, throughout history, and it's kind of said that all of them look to be in an altered state of consciousness, like they're in a trance. So mm. I think that's also where possession of possession I mean, I of demons, no, <laughs> demonic possession <laughs> came about. Like, there was this really, there was this fear of wrathful spirits that were able to inflict a dancing curse like the saint. Another dancing plague case that that happened was it was also in the 1300s 1374 and it was oh. like a crop of uh, a crop of different cases oh. um all happening along the Rhine river just and, along a river yeah like a big river um but a whole a bunch of different villages all kind of reported varying levels of of plague whether it be a couple wow. people or a dozen people uh, a dancing plague and then, yeah, and there was a, there was a few more cases sort of throughout Europe. Then I think sort of by the 1500s, it it, it dwindles after the Strasbourg case and then mm. kind of stops. Interesting. We really do have to think with those, the river one, were they just drinking from the river, like drinking the Kool-Aid kind of thing? Like, Well, I mean, that's what's interesting. One of the sub- theories as to what happened in Strasbourg um, mm. is to do with bread. And bread. This bread mould. Oh, um, that a, a certain rye bread, if it dries and rots, produces something called ergot. Mm. Um, and ergot poisoning, essentially, if you eat this oh. rye bread that has this ergot in it, causes things like hallucinations, change in character, yep. some sort of psychosis. Yep. All these sorts of symptoms that could be attributed to bizarre sort of acts like dancing until yep. you die. Yeah, and there's also it's quite got kind of an interesting history. A lot of people also attribute this ergot poisoning to the Salem witch trials. Ah, yeah, because witchcraft is one that keeps it yeah, comes back it's kind to of another it, case, doesn't it? Which, which yeah, you kind of slap the label mass hysteria onto. Yeah, um, yeah. as sort of say like, hey, people went fucking nuts over here for a second, and we don't hundred percent know why. Yeah, but that that mm. could theoretically be, I mean, an answer, but. For two months, did, were they continuing to eat the bread? Well, I mean, I guess <laughs> I, I guess it would depend on as to how much. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why this theory is not particularly mm. found a sturdy footing. Although maybe once one, it, you know, how mass hysteria works, one person starts and then they just kind of keep going even though yes. the bread's worn off, the mould is worn off. <laughs> <laughs> and another, another point to this idea that it was mass hysteria, that there wasn't sort of a, a physical or supernatural ailment that caused it, mm. is, is that all these different cases of dancing plagues occurred at points of intense sort of like strife for the people. Yeah. Like anyone in yeah. Strasbourg, they'd been through a famine. They yeah. were like it was afflicted by smallpox, syphilis. Yeah. Along the Rhine, I think they'd also been prone to a bunch of flooding, which had sort of made living conditions yeah. really difficult for people. And so a, a large theory as to why this mass hysteria happens is that it's a reaction to like extreme stress, ongoing yes. stress yeah. that people don't really have the tools to deal with. Yes. And so they sort of 
have this, again, mass hysteria. Look, we all need an outlet sometimes. <laughs> I don't think going on the street and dancing for two months is very healthy, but... But it's wild because you're like, it's so bizarre. Yeah. And I think it cements how bizarre it is where you're like, I can't even imagine that happening Yeah. nowadays. Like if people started going out on the street and dying and dancing until they died. Yeah. I, I can't even fathom that actually being something yeah. that I'm seeing in like the present news. I do have some current, more current yes examples. I well. well, mine's from the sixties. So oh, this is like up. each year. Apparently, each year in Africa and Asia, there are many reports of schools temporarily closing after outbreaks of demonic possession. So where people exhibit these strange, uncontrollable, not dancing, but Mm. like screaming and like. Is it maybe not just kids wanting to get out of class? Well, we'll find out, won't we? (laughs) (laughs) So. These episodes may persist in a waxing, waning manner for months and in rare cases, years. So in some Asian cultures, trance and possession states have become an acceptable means to protest school policies. Yes. And often prove to be an effective mechanism of change. So the idea there is that the spirits are thought to be speaking through the students who negotiate better conditions with administrators. I love this. Like a ghost union. What the fuck? Yeah, a ghost amazing. union. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not even like a ghost union. It's like yeah. the ghosts are your union reps. Yeah, because their subconscious expresses what they cannot voice aloud. So they avoid punishment because the spirits They're are not seen doing as... Taking temporary control of their minds and bodies. All right, I'm on so, board. I'm on board. But that's what I mean. How far can you go with this? If you get caught doing something, can you be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was, I was possessed." I actually reckon if you like went through a bunch of different court cases, I think you could find a fair amount of <laughs> people claiming like demon possession. And I yeah. guarantee you, none of those have succeeded <laughs> in a court of law. Although we'll probably do an episode on um, the whole devil made me do it. Yeah, actually, thing. that's a really good topic. Yeah, it is a good mm. topic. But I think in this case, there's just been, yeah, quite a few instances of like students of just suddenly losing control of their, their bodies well, and yeah, just like that's... falling down or like having severe episodes all together. And it's been documented, yeah, and you know, the last 50 years. Well, that's interesting. That's the, that's the other, mm. I think, most compelling potential case of mass hysteria or other plague that I want to talk about. And I think it's kind of a nice parallel to the dancing plague because it was mm. a laughing plague. Yeah, I want to hear um, about about this. Yeah, so this is the laughing plague, also known as the um, Tanganyika plague. And it happened in 1962 mm. in um, Tanganyika, which is now known as T- Tanzania. Where is that? Uh, Africa. Okay, yeah. And essentially, once again, a bunch of schoolgirls, started with three schoolgirls mm. um, in this uh, missionary school, started laughing hysterically and they couldn't stop. Mm. And we've all been there, yeah. right? Like laughing is contagious and sometimes you really can't control it. Yeah. But they really couldn't stop. And yeah. it started with just three girls until it spread and more and more girls in the school, sort of between ages like 12 to 18, mm. kept laughing until eventually it was 95 of the like 135 mm. pupils that were laughing. So over half of them. Just all together, how many days was this or like hours? So it, it ranged. So for some girls it would just be a couple of hours. For some it would go up to like two, three weeks. What the heck? Yeah, and there were other things that they were experiencing like – 
sort of intense fear yeah. as they were laughing, okay. you know, like an inability yeah. to, to – like the fear of being like caught was something that was reported as well, which is kind of an interesting oh, one. Oh, okay. But anyway, so they had to shut the school because over Cause half their students were out with the laughing plague. With laughing. <laughs> and then what's really interesting about this one is that other schools around began reporting the same thing. Mm. And any school that sort of caught the laughing plague could trace it back to having had a visitor from the original school or one of their pupils knew someone from the original school and met up. Like it, it, it tracked like a real physical viral plague. Yeah, like contagious. Yeah, it wasn't like they just heard about it and caught. Yeah. It actually sort of seemed to physically pass between students. And, and all in all, after sort of ages of this months of this wow at 14 different schools closed <gasps> and they reckon about a thousand different students were affected oh my goodness would you rather catch the laughing plague or the dancing plague I definitely the laughing plague like because as far as i know no one died from it <laughs> whereas a lot of people died from the dancing plague but mm. i also think it's really int- and once again we don't really have a solid explanation for that like yes you could say it's ki- it's kids yeah, it's, it's teenagers. Yeah. But, I mean, to laugh so hysterically for 16 days, like, that is not a prank. No one's doing that for fun. Yeah. Like, these girls were sort of very intense distress. Yeah, that, and that's kind of what I saw about all of the Dancing Plague episodes is that they were just in intense distress. Yeah, very few of the reports ever reported people enjoying it or, like, no. dancing out of joy. It was always, like, this intense fear response. Which is it. what I find funny that, with the dancing plague that they tried to contextualize it by making like a dance hall <laughs> because such a bizarre doesn't response. that make the trauma worse <laughs> yes yes it's such a weird reaction i like i kind of get it because like if i was the mayor of that town and and the dancing plague happened i wouldn't know what to do yeah be like give them somewhere to go clearly they've like, got a lot of energy <laughs> like my god yeah what are you <laughs> but i mean it didn't help but i think what's also really interesting about this is that I mean, I mean, and there is just to backtrack a little bit on on a p- potential explanation for the laughing plague. Mm. Is once again, this was a place in a really intense, yep. stressful environment. Like I think, yeah, um, T- Tanganyika had just claimed independence like a month earlier. Yeah, they're in this intense, intense British mission missionary mm. school. Yeah, get a really extreme time of political stress and upheaval. Yeah, and they're teenagers, so there is a case to be made that it was a stress response. My goodness. A so, fucking weird one, though. That is very weird. Can you imagine if every time you were stressed, you just started uncontrollably dancing or laughing? And, and I think that's what's also so weird about it is that, like, both these with the dancing plague and the laughing plague, they're both things that we so associate with, like, joy and happiness and an expression of... Yeah, I know. Of, yeah, a positive expression of joy. And that's here they are turning to things that are, like, completely involuntary and will eventually kill you. That's terrifying. It's really weird. It's re- And it's one of those things, like, we don't really have an answer for it. Like, yes, we can call it mass hysteria, but, like, we don't really know what that means. Like, what is mass hysteria, really? Is it drugs or is it demons? Or neither. <laughs> or oh, neither. No, Erica, is it drugs or demons? <laughs> it's got to be one of the two. Got to be one can of the two. Can only be one. <laughs> That reminds me because we've got dancing plague, we've got laughing plague. Obviously, there's instances of people making animal sounds. Ooh. And like, you know, in 1673, gr- a group of children in Holland began to scream, shout and bark like dogs. Okay. So, and then, you know, of, co- of course, there's the nuns. The nuns. That the were meowing, meowing like nuns. cats. Yeah. 
what why <laughs> what who why <laughs> why were they doing that and in all of the in the majority of these like mass hysteria cases it always starts with like an individual yeah someone starts doing it and then it like catches Mm, I think that leads me into our Ooh. fact check. Oh, yeah. Always fact good. check mode about. <laughs> we should have probably introduced this two seasons ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's what I do. I, I bring in um, segments and then I don't never follow up on them again. Just leaves <laughs> you hanging. Like fact checking is a good segment. You know what I mean? <laughs> fact check mode is it's a good segue into talking about confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. which is kind of, it's deemed as a bit of a cognitive shortcut and it's considered a weapon of mass manipulation because it can be used for a lot of different things. And it's, you know, officially it's when we have the tendency to process information by looking for or interpreting information that is consistent with our existing beliefs uh-huh. and it's a bit of a biased approach to decision-making, unintentional but results, you know, in us ignoring information that is inconsistent with our beliefs. So cherry-picking information, kind of like what we're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So confirmation bias is is a very, I think, powerful tool in being able to like reflect mm on what you think is assumed knowledge and being able mm. to take a critical eye to these things. So I'm curious, not mm. to like turn it around on you, <laughs> but as someone who does believe in a lot of these things, mm. how does confirmation bias like play into your belief in the supernatural and demons and... 100%. Well, I was looking at these uh, articles and feeling very called out. I was like, no, nope, I have to exit. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a lie <laughs> because you see patterns, and then everyone, yeah. else, and then someone else goes, "Oh my god, the same thing happened to me!" And then it's just a really small, different form of the dancing plague where it's like, "Oh my god, this was me!" Yeah, and, and then, then you're, you're searching for those. Patterns. You walk away validated. You're like, "Yep, this was a hundred percent real." Yeah, and it's really hard. And then you've got you know people coming back at it is from a psychological standpoint where these are all the things that you're probably just thinking about. These are probably the things that actually happened. And then you're yeah. like, no, I actually felt these things. So it would just be really interesting to talk to these people who were suddenly possessed to roar like a dog. Dogs don't roar. Dogs don't roar, but that's all right. <laughs> like a lion, whatever. It's like what came over you? What What were you thinking in that moment? And like were all the people that this happened to, were they all thinking the same things? And how do we explain that? Like, was it supernatural? I don't know. I'm undecided about all of this, to be honest. I'm perplexed, it's, Erica. Yeah, and it's it's perplexing. And I, I think I think w- what you said about what would these people who were afflicted by this think about it? Mm. And I think that that's a very interesting perspective. And I and I also do wonder, like, how much of this is sort of our 21st century values? Because yeah. True. How much would people in the 1500s sort of even, maybe I'm entirely wrong, but how much would you actually sit there and be like, okay, no, I need to like analyze my own perception of what happened? Yes. Like, or would they have just been like, okay, yeah, there was a dancing plague. There was a dancing plague. We were all like possessed. Yeah, it's a fact. Like, I mean, obviously people did, I'm not trying to imply people didn't think critically about it because we have all this evidence that people were there investigating and going, hey, what the hell is this? It's not demons. It's not hot blood. Let's try to figure it (laughs) out. Hot blood. Um, (laughs) But it's, I I think it's, it's, yeah, I wish I could fucking interview someone who was afflicted by it. You're right. Oh, you seem to bring in a psychic. 
Once again, go to the site. This sites. was our solution with the pit, the Oak Island Money Pit. Oh yeah, just like if there's an ancient mystery, bring in a psychic. Just get in a psychic. We'd have to go to the spot probably. Look, it's doable, expensive, not but doable. Bad, but oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah, should have just done it when we were there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> should have just done it while we were there. But it's fascinating, really, and you know, it's it's hard because we're like, well, maybe they're made up, but you know. How, how much do we trust recorded history? It kind of goes into this bigger thing where it's like was how much of this was like exaggerated or like was there big bits of information missing about these people? Were they all part of one big dancing family? <laughs> Were they a part of a club? <laughs> They're all that meeting met, Tuesday that meant, nights yeah. to practice their moves. Yeah, practice their moves. You know, they had a big show coming up so they really had to just dance for two months. Um. <laughs> Well, we can't know. rule it out. <laughs> and they just loved their art so much they were willing to die for it. <laughs> Can we not rule that one out? I guess you're right. <laughs> I guess we can't rule it out. I mean, no. like, like, okay, so then what do you – okay, I guess don't don't tell me what you think happened because I don't think we have an no, answer. No, we don't have an answer. But do you think it was supernatural? No. All right. Yeah. I think it's it's pretty far fetched to think because it was in the street. Uh-huh. There was do nothing. Not live in streets? <laughs> no, they only live in houses. <laughs> what do you mean it was in the street? It's just like there there was no weird like seance or some odd thing that, as far as we know, that all these people were involved in. And I I don't think that. How many people was it? 400? 400 demons 400. will just rise up and be like, oh, yeah, let's all get them. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> like, Okay, yeah, I can't fault, can't fault you on this I, logic. I, yeah, I definitely don't think it was supernatural, but it is such an interesting insight into the human condition. Like so, so mysterious and I just I love it. It's one of my favourite stories, the thing that we've done. It's really mm. good, and it's like it's really good. It like, is. Do you? I don't. Do you think we'll ever know? Like, do you think we'll ever be like, oh yes, there's this one thing which happens yeah. in your brain if you blah 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 blah, blah <laughs> and it causes you to like. Will we ever know? I don't think so because, like you said, it's a different time, different context, and I'm sure thousands of years from now, they'll go, wow, people used to sit behind microphones and record <laughs> podcasts. What was wrong with them? <laughs> you know, back then they might have been like, oh, yeah, this is scary, but, you know, it's happening. We're just dancing to death. <laughs> <laughs> but those at home, I was doing like little shoulder wiggle at the moment, which was really like – puts to home this point of yeah like, yeah like we're dancing to death we're just Shit dancing happens, <laughs> yeah yeah do about it? damn karen shouldn't have got up this morning what do you think erica i think i've killed oh, erica not I by think? a plague <laughs> Maybe the laughing plague, actually. What? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> what? What? What am I? Oh man, I don't. I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> okay, I don't think it was supernatural. Hmm. Um, I don't even think necessarily that. <sighs> but I don't. I don't know. I don't. It's weird as hell. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. 
And uh, I would love to like participate in a mass hysteria moment. Not one that I die in. Your flash mob. <laughs> so what was this about? <laughs> I was I was part of a community. I'm glad you didn't die. I was just part of a community like youth group that decided mm-hmm. that we should do a flash mob and there was like six of us mm-hmm. and it was like really, really sad because it was like the middle of a Wednesday. So there was like three people on the street. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess just picture this in the 1500s. Yeah. Times up by a thousand in terms of commitment. Yeah. There you go. You have it, the dancing plague. <laughs> if you never left that flash mob, that's what would have happened. That is hell. That's actually hell for me. If I never left that flash mob, it was dancing to this day. If it was, if it was sad and not good, then why did you participate? Well, I didn't. I thought it would be because flash mobs were fucking everywhere. That was the peak See? YouTube time, and I thought it would be cool. And then I did it, and I felt deep shame. And then it was too late to back out. <laughs> Dancing plagues with a YouTube of the 1500s. Everyone just did it. I feel like you're just putting words together. <laughs> I am, and you love it. <laughs> Look, that's it. That's all that happened. Done. Done. It was the YouTube of the 1500s. <laughs> what else is there to say? It was a trend, okay? <laughs> I mean, quite literally. Yeah, I guess you're right. It was a trend. It's like, I don't know, doing a duck face in photos. What's a trend? That's oh, another trend. Oh, we just showed how old we are with that. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's um, it's it's TikTok dances. It's TikTok dances. Mm. It's, it's it's BTS. It's <laughs> what are the BTS? What are the kids into? Or I would better start while yeah, we're ahead. Fuck me, man! I think we just we'll end up. Any now I kind of do just want to go into a dancing plague. Any reputation we had of being even remotely cool. <laughs> Um, <laughs> fuck. It's okay. I never pretended to be anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sassy today. I think it's the sweater. It's the sweater. And the haircut. <laughs> okay. <Sorry. laughs> Let's wrap it up. <laughs> On that note, this has been the Hoke Poke Pod. I'm Emily. And I'm Erica. We will see you next time. Hi, you've reached the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard, it would be fantastic if you could rate us or leave a review. Or better yet, show us to some of your friends. Get the word out there about this spooky little podcast. If you want to know more about us or this episode, you can visit our website, thehokepokepod.com.au. We post updates, links, episodes, and any references we've mentioned, you'll be able to find them right there. We'd like to say a huge thank you to Giano Timble for the amazing graphics and art that he's made for the podcast, as well as our undying appreciation to Robert P. Kelly, our marvellous and ever-patient editor. We love you, Rob. And finally, if you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email at hokepokepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback, episode suggestions, whatever takes your fancy, we will be there. Thank you so much for the support and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.